Season 2, Episode 25, where we watch Terrace House, Boys and Girls in the City, Season 1, Episode 1, and I'm Chris Lorenz, sitting to my right is... Harrison Hoffman. Sitting to my left. Shit, wasn't ready. This is James. You're on my direct left. You I gotta thought you be were ready. going counterclockwise. You never I, know which way he's going. He just you just gotta throws, be ready. Yeah, he just throws darts at you. Sitting to his left. Makusu tomoshimasu yoroshiku. Okay. Seeing to his <laughs> left. Robert Kitts. Uh, James, go ahead. Max, I look forward to living with you. Yoroshiku <laughs> <laughs> onegashimasu. That's okay. all I got from this show, if I'm being uh, honest. Should I read the description from Netflix before we really kick this off? Please, Please do. Okay. Terrace House, Boys and Girls in the City... A new set of six men and women start their lives together under one roof. All they get is a fabulous home and a car. As always, there is no script. Terrace House on Netflix. Gosh, Netflix uh, really mailed that in. Yeah. Yeah. Just right to the point there. They don't even, like, bring up the fact that there's, like, a panel in the show about the show. Can we talk about that? Yeah. Is that where we got to start? That's where the show starts? That's where we have to start. The show starts with this panel. That's fair. And it's just like... What are you talking about? I don't know nothing about the show. It's just a panel. Does it describe the show? Does it intro the show? They're just like, yeah, there's new people and a new city. And, and they're, they're like, like, haha, we're on Netflix now. Netflix. Netflix. <laughs> Talk a lot about Netflix. Hey, we're in the Netflix office right now. It's kind of <laughs> like Netflix paid us and said, make sure you talk about Netflix. Yeah. And it was like introing the panel. And I was like, do I really need to know who these people are at this point? Like, like so. Have, have these same people been on is the commentators? So we should explain that basically at the beginning of the show and then in between the actual show, they have these segments with commentators who are just talking about what's happening in the show effectively, right? Why would a group of people just sit around and talk about a reality TV <laughs> show? I, I don't get it. They're literally like a baked-in podcast for the show. It's insane. It's I crazy. Ca- I kind of like it. It's pretty crazy. So... Terrace House was a show before... There was another version of this show. Right. It was just like on broadcast Japanese television. Have you you watched it? Uh, No, but somebody is working on subtitling the original ones right now. So how... What is the history of Terrace House? Do we know that? Do I have to look that up? Uh, Terrace House, I believe, had three seasons on broadcast television uh, in sort of less urban areas. And uh, it went off the air for a year, and then Netflix bought it up, and they started Boys X Girls in the City, which <laughs> takes place in Tokyo. And it clarified, new boys, new girls, new, new city. city. Oh, I'm so, so I think that I was confused because there was a Boys X Girls next door, and then a Boys and Girls in the City. But if you look at the <laughs> Netflix styling on Boys X Girls oh, in the man. City... Or boys and girls in the city. It's an X between oh, okay, boys okay, and girls. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I'm looking at it right now. It definitely looks like an ampersand. <laughs> uh, really getting into it. It definitely is an ampersand. Yeah, you're probably right. I, I could be completely wrong. Anyway. Max, you're supposed to be our go-to expert <laughs> in all this. You can't turn this down like this. So this is Max has watched all of this show. So I have watched 48 episodes of this season and another, like, I don't know, 16 of another season. And um, I love this show, but I was actually kind of wary of putting it on our podcast because it's not the sort of show that really shines after one episode. 
it's about watching these characters have like complete character arcs and uh, I, I call them characters they are real people but like you definitely have people who like start off with like yeah that person seems cool and they end up like wow that person's a piece of shit and you have other people who everybody universally hates and then like by the end of the show you don't want them to go they're really cool yeah, I mean, I, I can definitely see how this is the kind of show that you kind of need some time to get to know the characters, see the stories develop, see the relationships form. Sure. It is yeah. a very free-form show of the real-world um, lineage, I would say. That's what it seems like. I don't know what else, if we can go into this, but like one of the things that I actually that I like about the show is that they're not stuck in a house doing nothing. Right. These they're people, like just living their lives. They are going to, you know, their school or their job or whatever. They are just sort of living in a house with these other people. They're they're not being managed and their days aren't really being scheduled. It's just kind of there's there's living together and I mean when like when they show up on the first day like there's no there's no host there to introduce the like the situation. They just kind of walk into the house and they're all there and they're just like I guess we should go to the grocery store <laughs> and then they just go to the grocery store. That's just it, that, yeah. That's not what happens. That's kind of what happens. They walk in and they say, it's going to be a pleasure to live with you. Oh, sure. And then the intro... I look forward to living with you. Yeah. Sorry. Look forward to living <laughs> with you. And then they like intro each other, in, intro to each other, and then like they go to the grocery store. Do yeah. they pick beds first? They pick what... <laughs> they all live in one room. So like three girls and three guys all in one. And room. like, well, there's, not, there's well, a room for the rooms, girls and a room for yes. the guys. Yeah. They're not all in one room. I, well, I I thought I clarified that, but <laughs> thanks for they're, clarifying. Even more. the uh, beds aren't like spread out at all in the room. They're kind of like stacked in this like as close as possible together in this weird bunk bed formation. Well, it is Tokyo. I'm assuming rent is like super expensive, and that might be a really big apartment for Tokyo. Yeah, people house. were definitely like blown away when they walked in that place. They're just like, I've never even seen a place like this before. It, it was. It's big. Uh, yeah. By Tokyo standards, yeah. it's huge. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure. Like, especially that open, that open area in the mm-hmm. where they come in, like mm-hmm. that's huge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they have a pool, so like that's pretty big too. I'm sure that no one in Tokyo has a pool. <laughs> yeah, probably not. 100. percent Yeah, they were freaking out about the pool. They're just like, you see, there's a pool out there. I don't. I don't get a lot of emotion. From them a lot. I don't think they were freaking out about the pool. I mean, it, it seemed like they were pretty impressed by there being a pool there. Uh, am I the only one that didn't get well, them like being super impressed? They're they're not showing a lot of like outward emotion in that kind of way, but like I think you know you can kind of read the read between the lines and sort of you know that there's I'm sure they were cultural. It's that. a cultural thing that like, they're showing it in different ways, but you can kind of see it's there. Yeah. One of my favorite things about the show is like there's a lot of it that is like recognizable to us and a bunch of other things that are like, what the fuck are they talking about? Yeah. It's sort of in that 50-50 zone, which is kind of fun to watch. There, <laughs> so speaking of things that would be a lot crazier if they were happening here, pretty much wh- as soon as they get there, one of the guys is like, hey, all you women, get in the kitchen and make us some food. I'm hungry. It's Basically, insane. like, it and doesn't think that it's, like, an insane thing the to say. The girls aren't upset about it. They're right. The girls like, say oh. nothing about it. The girls weren't super upset. There were, there were like, a couple in there that, that, like, kind of tried to brush it off. Yeah. But, like, it was... There was definitely, like, a, ha-ha, oh, no, that's not how it's going to be. And he's like, but seriously, when you're making dinner. It's like, but, ser- <laughs> yeah, but seriously, I'm hungry. I've literally never made food for myself before. <laughs> I'm not sure if they're going to be, like, passive-aggressive about it. But, like, somebody made dinner... They didn't show who made dinner. Though. They did not show who made the dinner. So I don't know exactly 
what happened there. Like, there's, there's not a lot that happened in this episode. It's not a very eventful episode. Mm-hmm. And that's, again, that's why I was a little, like, eh, about putting it on the podcast. But here we are. Yeah. Well, we needed something. You gotta Obviously. watch something, Max. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> the, the same dude who made the comment about, you know, the women should get in the kitchen and start cooking because I'm hungry. Like, th- that guy, he's... he's he, He's a hairdresser. 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 He's real in the sewing, so brought his own sewing machine. And has an insane haircut. Insane haircut. Insane haircut. And uh, so this guy great is, wardrobe. This guy oh, is yeah. both reinforcing and breaking down gender stereotypes. Yeah. <laughs> He's a dude who's real into sewing. Yeah. And thinks all women <laughs> should cook. Yeah. It's pretty good. It's insane. Rob, why don't why, why, why you tell us a little bit about his wardrobe choices? So when he first walked in, he seemed to have a... I don't remember his shirt, so I'm assuming it was pretty normal and nondescript. Yeah. And then, all of a sudden, he's, like, off camera, and he comes back, and he's wearing a shirt with a picture of a gravestone that says, R.I.P. the competition. And, like, <laughs> and it's a huge shirt. Like, the shirt's, like, almost down to his knees, and, like, this graphic is, like, the full length of it, just this gigantic tombstone like, he on be the shirt. Wearing, like, a small. Yeah. And he was wearing, like, a large, XX. like, an extra large, yeah. like, freaky shirt. Like, Tall T. For sure, it was insane. <laughs> like he's gangster. <laughs> yeah. Especially like if someone like walks in the challenge with a shirt like that, I feel like a fight's breaking out, and they just like didn't even mention it. <laughs> oh yeah, but there's no competition. They're just in this house. They, like, thing, they're like, not at competing. first, I thought that was a comment on the other people in the house, but I guess it's not because well, they're not the competition. He has made his intentions very clear that the reason that he is on Terrace House is to find himself a girlfriend. So the other guys kind of are the competition. It seems like all of them were kind of, they're all single and they definitely like the comments like at night seem like they're all there to, that guy like, was people. that guy was just a little bit more upfront he, he about it he definitely was more aggressive so uh, which is uh, very obvious from a japanese show where like the guy is like aggressive whereas like everyone else is very passive right uh it, that's actually sort of a thing on the show where like when somebody comes to the terrace house they ask sort of like what is your goal while you're here and for a lot of people, it's, like, romantic-related. But sometimes it's, like, you know, I want to become a firefighter or something. And it's sort of a <laughs> a goal that you want to achieve while you are on the Terrace House. And sort of after you achieve that goal, people often leave the show. Oh, interesting. So you're kind of there for a reason. You're there for, like, sort of a self-improvement reason. A, a short-term goal type of reason. Right. So this is similar to BIP, where you, like, come in oh, and no. you're, like... Once you find love, you you know you leave. I've never seen Bip. Uh, Don't. That's, okay. That's, uh, I listened to the. I'm pod. very jealous. I'm very I listened jealous to the podcast. Oh, you did. <laughs> Speaking of Bip, though, what's what's the level of Paula Dicking on the show, Max? <sighs> um, there's very little Paula Dicking. There is some dicking. Um, <laughs> what would the Paula Dicking even get uh, you? Well, uh, what's the, the point of the show? So, like, people can leave the show whenever, like, Max right. says they've achieved their goal. So, you know, you don't want them to leave the show. You're like, how can I get you to stay on the show? Maybe. Then you politic That's them. some politicking right there. Hmm. One of the crazy... I don't want to go into this yet. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so Yet as in Max. on the... It's too early in the pod? So or yet as in you're not going to spoil us at all? You've watched all the season one. Yeah. So, do two people get together on the show and leave together? Yes. Okay. It seems like right now there's six people, and if, like, you know, there's a couple pairs off and the other four just aren't interested in each other, like, 
do you, did they just leave and well, wait for more people to show like so other people could show up or like well i think we should go into that so something that i think is unique to this show is it's a rotating cast you can leave the show at any time and the moment you leave they have somebody waiting in the wings to be called up to come join the house so there's always six people in the house like so this do so not season one, not episode one. But right. We watched part of episode 11 or something. Where it, a certain dude leaves and instantly they show a little clip of another dude telling his friends, yo, I'm going to Terrace House. A, a guy who, who's not living in Japan. Yes. He's living in Hawaii. Speaking uh, English on this Japanese show. Yeah. Okay. Uh, his name is Arman Bitaroff. He is half Japanese, half Iranian, and he lives in Hawaii. Whoa, dude's real chill. And call he wants him the gargoyle. And he, <laughs> and he wants to be a firefighter <laughs> in Hawaii, so he's going to Japan to go on this insane reality show. Well, so he's going to Japan to get back in touch with his Japanese roots and brush up on his Japanese. So that's his goal. Yes. Okay. How that's does that not help him become said. a firefighter? It doesn't. <laughs> that's not what he said, though. Uh, he mentioned something about that, uh, but he, he seems to talk way more about the firefighter. Part. So, like, that what, <laughs> once he shows up on the show and they say, like, "What do you want to accomplish while you're on Terrace House?" That's more what he says. So, like, nine a.m. That dude leaves. This dude shows up at ten a.m. or maybe a day later or something. But yeah, like he's just like, you know what? I, he just drops everything and like gets on that flight and he's there. Literally, like they have a bunch of people who are lined up to be on the show. And they have to drop everything within like 48 hours and just come to the show. You get the call and it's like, you're like Most people are in Tokyo, so it's fine. This dude's in Hawaii. So they can just move in and keep doing their normal job and living their normal life. Right. So everyone has a job and this dude from Hawaii shows up, got no job. He's just hanging out the house all day. He is unemployed for a good amount of the show. He eventually gets gainful employment. Amazing. That's why I call him the gargoyle. He's just kind of sitting around the house all the time. He's great. <laughs> He's like swimming laps all day. Pretty much. Lifting. So like the first episode was really only like the first day. Yeah. Uh, well, so like I don't know what the scope of this show is. So each episode takes place over a week. But that first episode wasn't a week. Correct. So they follow these people like to work into university and all that kind of stuff or usually not, but sometimes they'll like show some interactions they have outside of work. Like, you know, somebody's going to the gym or somebody has like a tap dancing recital. Oh, purely oh. hypothetically. Oh, <laughs> hypothetical tap dancing. Uh, Rob, since you're the person that usually remembers most of this, do you want to intro these characters? Do you remember any of the characters? I definitely don't remember their names. I can give them descriptions that describe them. Uh, or Max, do you, can you I, give us... The I probably do know the names and descriptions. Okay. Shit. Okay, let's go through the girls first. You have Minori. She is 20-something. She is a model. Uh, she is still in college. You have Mizuki, who is a combination barista slash soccer, some kind of soccer office worker person. Um, also, when she says she's a barista, somebody else on the show says, "What's a barista?" That was great. <laughs> uh, lastly, you have that girl. Uh, she is a doctor in training, also known as a med student. A med student, yeah. I, I don't remember that well. Um, then on the dude side, you have 
Makoto. He is a baseball college person. <laughs> college ba- baseball player. College baseball player. You have um, Yuya, who is a hairstylist, who seems like a piece of shit, but turns out one of my favorite people on the show. Oh, really? It's insane. I, that does not surprise me in the slightest. I'm uh, Really? Let me, let me get back to Yuya The in a guy bit. who has the RIP, the competition shirt, is a guy Max likes? <laughs> Shocker. <laughs> and then you have, um, I don't remember his name. He tap dances. Starts with a T. Don't look at Tap me. dancer. Yeah, that starts with D. Oh, actually, okay. So the the uh, <laughs> the um, the commentators they start calling him Tapu. Just they ca- start oh, calling tapu. him Tap. Just Tap. He's he's the tap dancer. He's Tap. Oh man, that's great. Is great. Did we mention that there's a 14 year old on this commentator we panel? We did not. That is real weird, isn't he it? He said zero things. The young prince. He, he barely said anything <laughs> when he was introed, and he said nothing after. I love that he has this nickname, the young prince, that I, we're hearing about. Yeah, he said I, one thing. He was like, "I think this guy's into that girl," and that's all he said. And then, like, <laughs> and then the dude next to him spent the next 30 seconds just ripping on the kid, and we never heard from him again. He's like, he's like oh, yeah, great insight, you idiot, basically. <laughs> he's like, he was just... So, two things about the Young Prince. I wish I came up with that nickname. I did not. I stole it from another podcast. Okay. B, he's on the show for maybe like 10, 20 episodes, and then they replace him with another 16-year-old who is equally useless. That's great. It's just funny when they're going around talking about like which these people should get together and which and who's the most attractive person in the house. This fourteen-year-old kid's just sitting around on the panel. Hundred percent. Very odd. I'm so very- did did he leave because they decided he wasn't good and they got rid of him, or did he want out and they replaced so, him terrorist house style? So I suspect I should probably go back and check this out. Um, this show was originally meant for eighteen episodes and it went up to forty-eight. So I wonder if he was swapped out at that eighteen-episode mark. So how did that work exactly? So the show's airing, and, it, and they get 18 episodes in, there's like, this is still going pretty well, and people will still want to live in this house. Right. We're just going to keep it going for 48 episodes? Well, so first they bumped it up to like 30-something, and then they bumped it up to 48. So Netflix wow. has it as part one has 18 episodes, and part two has up to 46 or whatever it is. Insane. That's crazy. And so there was no gap. They didn't like take a hiatus and bring it back. They no. just kept rolling. And just, just, just kept it rolling. part two. Yeah. Oh, it's crazy. Like, you get to, like, episode 12, and, there, and the the commentators, the panel, are like, announcement, we have another, like, 20 episodes added to our, uh, you know, our show. That's crazy. What's the time lag between when they film the episode and when they film the podcast part? Great let me, question. Let me talk about that. <laughs> Please do. Um, I believe that the panel gets together every two weeks and covers two weeks worth of episode. Another thing to note is that since the show, oh, uh, since the show is on Netflix, people can actually go back on their computers who are on the show and watch themselves on Netflix. Oh, that's crazy. And it gets crazier. Um, th- later on in the show, there's this one girl who basically like ends up getting dumped on a date in like maybe episode 30. And this dude asks her out on episode 40 and goes back and watches that episode to watch what not to do. 
what not to remind her of her shitty date. Oh no, that's so crazy. It's, it's it, pretty creepy. It's meta as shit, but it's, it's Did they show that on the show? Yes. They okay. show that's him very, that's so very meta. Crazy. They show him watching ten episodes ago on Netflix. That's so, so Wait, crazy. Wait, so it's like it's re- <laughs> So Netflix didn't just drop all the finished episodes and it was done like they do with every other show? Uh no. So so the in the US they dropped like eight episodes at a time i think but i think in japan they just like add one episode a week on a like five or six week delay oh crazy so, so like yeah. you can run into these people like you go meet that barista 100 percent. so when did their emails get on the show i don't believe there are any emails <laughs> how oh, is man. that the, they're the shows out there they're still in the terrace house they gotta put out the email a ton of them have instagrams <laughs> I mean, they, they, they definitely do first and last name for these people. They tell you what college they're going to. I mean, you can probably it's like you can't find card. these people. Um, fun, fun fact. Uh, Armand Bitaroff, the uh, Hawaiian guy, followed by uh, J-Cab. <laughs> J-Cab is a person that Rob and I used to work with. <laughs> Is he really on? Uh, Jacob is on this show at some point. Jacob is not on this show. Oh, that's too bad. But <laughs> so the show is nuts. Like, just put six people in a house and you just start filming them. And like, this is exactly what I want a reality show to be. It's to be the, honest, but like, who? Like, no one ever does it. It's the real world, though, right? Like, it's basically no, but the real world. It's way more real it's than the real world. It's less contrived. The real, real world, world at all. That is you. The real world, real world, like, what do you mean, like? What way? The real world is you take about six to eight people and you have them live in a house and go about their normal lives in that city living in that house. What's normal about that life for them, though? I'm just, I'm just telling you that they don't. Like, it's just how that I show don't works. I think that's true. Like these people didn't live in Seattle when they came to Seattle. They didn't live in Seattle, but they like get jobs in Seattle and live here for like you know eight ten months kind of thing. It's not the same. I mean. It's like the Hawaii guy like lived in Tokyo either. Like, sure. like that's literally the real world situation. But I, but I don't think that like saying the real like I think saying the real world is like the show is an injustice. I think that the show is they put people in a house and they let them do whatever they want. Real world is like okay, today we're gonna go down to whatever area and we're gonna go with a bunch of cameras and we're gonna put you in this situation and make something happen. And then tomorrow we're gonna do this other thing and then we're gonna lock you in a room all night with a bunch of alcohol and see what happens. The, the real world yeah, definitely I mean, does the uh, you don't have your phone for like a period yeah, of time. Like, like, you're not living they? a normal life. Are you sure? Are you sure about that? Not sure. Because we haven't know. watched it, so I don't I know. I think they're just living in that house and doing jobs in whatever city they're living in. We might have to watch real world Seattle at some point. definitely feels like they're staging all that stuff. They're like, oh, okay, hey, definitely we're going to go on this more. date at this restaurant. These are the people that are going to go, and we're going to film it. And they're, then, like, that's just yeah, what they do. There's definitely a lot more history of, like, the people that do well on that show create a lot of drama, and the producers want that drama. So, like, producer, heavily producer element. It's in definitely, the real world. it's definitely, sti- like, it's definitely stylistically different, but I, I mean, just at the most fundamental level of like getting six people to live in a house and live lives. But totally. It, but it seems like the situations are created in the real world versus, no, yeah. This yeah. seems like it's just literally anything can happen, and there's no producer interference. That is what it seems like. We, yeah, we don't know. I don't know. We don't know like, if there's and, any producers and, and involved. That is what right. it seems like because there's no there's no testimonials in this show, right? None. So like that kind of cuts down the perception of 
anyone being there with them or producer interference, right? Yeah, we don't know who cooked that meal. Could have been the producers. Uh, so I believe in the house, all there is is cameramen. Just cameramen? Yeah. Did maybe, a cameraman cook the meal? Maybe they cooked the meal. It, it's possible. Uh, another nice thing I like about the show is basically zero manufactured drama. Like, I watched all of season one. Yeah, that's what, there, I mean, that's a producer element, right? The if, producer's kind of like... Right, if there's that. any drama, it's for a legitimate reason. Yeah, that's good, for yeah. sure. What about those podcast people? Are they causing some drama? Uh, I mean, they they take cheap shots at each other, but it's great. So What's the breakdown of this whole like commentator bullshit? I would say the commentators are, for every episode, maybe 15 to 20% of the show. Felt like worse. This is the first episode. I like whoever described like it as half. the commentators almost like you're watching a sports event. Yeah. And then you gotta like go to half gotta like, oh let's let's take it upstairs and get some some commentary totally. or go to the panel and totally. see what's going on. <laughs> yeah. It's it's it, very strange. It's so it does so seem like it would be like the show would not work without them. You're just sitting there watching these people and you're like, Oh, okay. It's nice to have like this interstitial kind of like Oh, you know, this commenting on what happens. I I actually, it wouldn't work without it. I've heard it described as kind of like water cooler talk, but nobody else is going to watch the show in the U.S. So you just have these random commentators to. But fake. like when you're watching, say, the real world, there's those like confessionals that kind sure. of break up what's happening. For sure. Whereas like here, there's no like nothing breaking up anything if you just like. Have these like four college age kids or six college age kids just like living in this house? It's just like this provides like a real world like, hey, we're at, this is really happening. We're really talking about it. Yeah, it, like provides a different perspective. Which without it, I think it wouldn't work. What show have we already watched that would be most improved by adding a panel? Oh, that's a good one. None. Huh. None. I hate the panel. Panel's terrible. Get the panel off the show. <laughs> uh, Bip. Bip, no. You B- know, Bip has the same kind of you know rotating cast element to it. I I There's a lot of Bip in the show. I'm gonna be honest. It's very true. Um, wh- is it the sixth sport of America? The challenge? No. Nope. Fifth. 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 Fifth major sport. Fifth major sport. I wonder also if we could incorrect. use some commentary. Nope. You know, I, I think like an after show, but I don't want commentary in the episode for the challenge. Yeah, I could see an after show for the challenge. Sure. So MTV, if you need some sort of commentary oh. for the challenge, who put this on at gmail.com. You know who to call. You know who to call. No. <laughs> Vito. We might lose James. James, 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 James is a commentator, and he doesn't even want to be a commentator. Okay. okay. Maybe, Harrison. Maybe we'll, Harrison. Get, we'll get Brian in. If you had to choose between <laughs> being friends with James or being on the challenge... What would you choose? Oh, man, that's definitely going to be being friends with James right there. <laughs> man, I'm surprised. I didn't oh, expect man, that one. Man, that's that was an easy choice. Oh, Does yeah. Harrison want to be on the challenge or just want to watch I the don't challenge? know that I want to be on the challenge either. <laughs> what, what if, if you, you choose between watching the challenge and being friends with James? Oh, man, that's oh. a tough one. I'm still going <laughs> to pick James. <laughs> well, but what about if you were the after sh- you were the lead on the after show for the challenge or friends with James? I just don't really like <laughs> aspire to be like a television personality, I guess. That's fair. You know. Yeah, but you get your email out there. <laughs> I get the email, I get the email <laughs> out there. Would the show email be- is already out there, dude. We're huge. You didn't know? <laughs> would, it, would this show be better if their email if their email was out there? <laughs> oh, for sure. Does this we show need, need live commentators during our show? <laughs> 
That'd be great. Who put this on? Need some live commentators to cut in. Ooh, it seems like the guys are really struggling tonight. Really having trouble staying on topic for this show. What do you think's going on? I couldn't deal with the commentators on this show. The, for, okay. Okay. <laughs> they, right, okay. Firstly, here's my rant. Firstly, there's a shitload of them. Yeah. There's like fucking eight, ten people. Why the fuck are all these people talking? It's like and then five. they just start going on tangents about God knows what. Then I lose interest and I'm not reading the goddamn subtitles anymore. And then every ten seconds, it's just laugh track laughter. Blah, 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 blah. Bah, ha, 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 ha. And it's just every ten seconds. How, Literally, how, I'm taking a nap. Fuck how you, closely did James just describe this podcast? <laughs> there you go. Cue the laugh oh, track. Uh, <laughs> oh my god, that's my rant. I mean, Sorry. Do you have to agree with James? The commentating wasn't great. It was definitely they had a lot nothing of to say, and it, it was just nothing. At some point, the commentators come back on the screen, and James just goes. The commentators again, and just rolls over and goes face down on the floor. It was the worst. <laughs> they get much better after like four or five episodes. They really I just hit don't their care what they have right, to say no, or I, think. I completely like, agree. It just doesn't make any sense in the context of the show. <laughs> like, like who are like? I don't understand any of what they're talking about in the relation to the show. It's just other people watching the show and talking about it. It's, it's very crazy. weird that the show is introed with them. It is. I agree. Oh, like, the it should have been the intro with the people, and then you bring in the commentators. Right. I agree. Like, well, I think so like, weird. I think they want somebody to tee up the fact this is going to be on Netflix and all this kind of stuff. They need a and- fucking host. Is all they need. They need one of these people to be a host and like three people on the panel. And the host asks them some questions and then you do it. So there's a reason we have a host on this podcast. <laughs> I'm just saying somebody's got to tee up the shit and then you go down and you talk about it. And you move on. It's not just a bunch of meaningless babble about nothing, <laughs> which some true. could argue that the show is. But that's, you know, we know what we are. So on the panel, they do have somebody who just sort of shines as the host, the person in charge. Her name is Yu, Y-O-U, as in, like, looking at you. Mm. Uh, she is, like, I don't know, 60, and she's always really horny for these 20-year-old dudes. Oh, yeah, that person? Oh, I was wondering what was going on with her. <laughs> she's great, and she's always like, yeah, I was watching the show with my daughter, and she's really into that guy. Oh, boy. <laughs> That's too nuts. creepy Yeah, it, I have to say this might be one of the f- worst intros to a show oh, that yeah. we've seen. It's so bad. 100%. Like, A, it already assumes you've seen a whole, like, separate season of the show, like, but it's on a new network and platform, so, like, most people have not, so it's it's very weird. I don't think they expected any Westerners to be watching this show. Right. Yeah, maybe that's It's not catering to Westerners at all. Which is great. I guess. I don't know. Like, I, I agree. Like, I don't need it to be, like, tailored and, like, you know, altered for all this stuff. Sure. But, like... There's a couple of bases you got to cover. They could just be like, hey, if you've never watched the show before, here's what's up. Just tee the show up. Don't just start in a room full of commentators babbling about who knows what and then immediately cut to this dude sitting in the house by himself. 100%. James, we need you to cut an intro for us. We'll send it to Netflix and they'll put it before the first episode. Dude, it'd be so easy. Like... Like get you, you can one, easily get like a Hollywood style trailer for this thing. It'd be a two and a half minute thing, no big deal. It's just like you know what happens in a house when you put blah, blah blah, and then it's just that's it. That's the whole trailer. What happens in a house when put you have a rotating got, cast yeah. in a world? <laughs> yeah, in a world where you live in Tokyo, three guys, three girls, new city. Coming up next on Terrace House, 
Boom, there you go. Cut it. Ship that shit to film and let's go. Is now what the, the hell is this again. room full of commentators just going on about nose? What? Yeah. Fucking dumb. That's my rant. Uh, with this show <laughs> He's be trying better, to end the rant again. <laughs> I'm trying to end the rant. <laughs> would this show be better if everyone was naked? No. No. So are you including the podcast crew and the real everyone. crew? Everyone. Yeesh. So you just asked if we should make the 14 year old boy naked. I, I got to point that out there. <laughs> yeah. Yeesh. All yeah. right. Nope. Well, you know, he can't be on the panel if the show is. If okay. We, we're going to cut kick, the. the kicking off the underage people for the naked version <laughs> of the show. Okay. That's fair. Isn't that just like amateur porn? I it's guess. just oh, six Japanese people in a TV with everything blurred out. Like, so I don't in, understand in, the difference. In, Jax, <laughs> in, in Japanese television. Rob doesn't want to touch that. How, much do, they, how much do they show? Is this, is this America blurring? Is this British level? Is it that they don't even, you know, they just cut away and you just know things happen? What's, the, what's the level? I don't think Japanese broadcast television ever shows even, like, boobs or anything. Right. Well, you know, it's a the law in Japan that you can't even show any genitals. So like mm. nowhere. So assuming it's it may even be stricter than America. All right. Which is say know. America is pretty strict from what I can see. America broadcast is for sure. Mm-hmm. Game of Thrones. Not so much. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We're, we're, you know, we're no Europe. We're no British baking show. We're no British baking. Show, that's <laughs> <for> Ooh. <sure. laughs> uh, anyone else have anything to say? Should it's we? Mac, sh- I, had a, I had a question about the keys. There's a lot of camera shots of all their keys that sure. they got to the house. Why are they focused on the keys so much? The keys are purely symbolic slash also they are functional and they get you into the house. But like, you know, so everyone shows up at the house. There's like, you know, a camera shot of the six keys because it's like, you know, six people together and that's kind of novel to them. And when somebody leaves, they take their key as sort of a trophy, sort of a, you know, I did this. So you can Does sneak the key back still in work? the terrorist house whenever you want. What's up? You can sneak back into terrorist house whenever you want and just cause mayhem. You know, I can't confirm that, but is maybe. That, is that part of getting to keep the key is that you're just welcome back as a guest whenever? To uh, the terrace house. Very rarely do people come back, but it, uh, it has happened just like to drop in for an episode or something. Right. So, hey, guys. Hey, I was living in Tokyo anyway still. It's that guy. Yeah. Yeah. I wanted to come hang out with my friends that I met. Yeah. Yeah. So there's no real goal of the show. Is that fair? People Everyone come has their with own a <laughs> personal goal. Personal goal. So but there is no goal of the show. But is it generally like people have this goal like I want to be on TV, so I'm gonna do stuff to stay on TV, or it's just like sure. whatever, and well, I actually think I have this goal, and so I'm gonna leave now. Well, I mean, like for example, it could be like the one girl is like a senior in med school or something, she, so her thing could be like you know, hey, like I'm gonna graduate from med school, like while I'm doing this thing. So going and on then, a TV show, while I try to then, graduate med school seems like a good. And idea. then like. <laughs> the reason that and then like the reason that they would pick her for the show is because like she has interesting things going on in her life when she's going to be in the house right? right so i think that's basically the point of the goals and and i think mm. in the clip of episode 11 we saw she's like oh my big test is coming up and i'm either going to pass or i'm going to do another whole year of this and so that you know that might be something and then the dude's like hey why don't we go out drinking in the pool <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah so the six people definitely seem like they're there to find a relationship, at least for what we saw. I only saw like three or four of them actually talk about it, though. Yes and no, because when they were having dinner, it was kind of like awkward when people were well, asking I, if they were single or dating people or not. People seemed, were acting real weird about it. So like, That seemed like Japanese culture and mm, not really like... Yeah. There are people who join the show who like have committed relationships. 
No, I know. I'm just saying these six people. Yeah, yeah, the first six people. It definitely seemed like that one guy was surprised when he learned that everybody on the show was single. He's like, oh, everyone's single here? Like, oh. There was definitely a few elements of the show that, like, just culturally, I'm not as in tune or in touch with. So, like, it's kind of hard to understand. Yeah. Yeah. Like, the greetings and stuff. And, like, there's a lot of formalities that, like, I'm like, it seems like they're being very formal here. Totally. Not really sure why, but I assume that's just culture stuff. That's how it is, yeah. There was a great moment when they were coming in, though, where there was two guys, one girl. Another girl comes in, and the first girl clearly tries to direct her to sit beside one guy. So she can sit beside the other guy. That was pretty good. Oh, yeah. There's, there were some, some looks. There were definitely she, some looks. Some, she some eyes definitely being in, shown. Some, some definitely into that. Should we talk about Makoto's pit stains? <laughs> oh, yes, we should. So, like, the first dude's in the house. He's sitting there, and then one of the girls, like, calls out that he, he's sweating through his shirt a little bit. And then, like, like basically, just burns him. And then the people, the commentators, like ten minutes later, burn him <laughs> on the commentary. It's real rough. It was so good. Real like, rough. What do we know of. about this guy? Well, he was sweating his armpits. We know that. <laughs> like they talk about all the, the the commentators talk about all the people in the house, but that specific moment. They had to show the picture of the guy. All the other moments, they've never showed a picture for anyone. Like, they're just like, yeah, you're supposed to know who they are now. But when we're burning this guy for his pit stains, You gotta know. It's so <laughs> you get to good. know who this guy is. <laughs> like, such a weird thing. I also, in the first bit, I was picturing, like, this alternate show where, like, the guy's in the house by himself. And I was like, what if no one else shows up? He's just <laughs> alone in this house, and, like, the doors are locked, and he can't get it. And it's just like... What what's going on? It turns like some sort of horror movie. Thing. Man, that'd be a nut show. I'd watch that show. That's, that's like old boy. There actually is a show that's like that uh, called Solitary. That maybe we should do for this show. Oh, oh you yeah. told us about yeah. Solitary. That's, oh yeah, that's famous. We should totally. Oh yeah, we should do that, that one. Put, that one on Put it in the queue. All right, it's, it's going in the queue. Uh, Max, you got something for us? There is one other thing I'd like to talk about with the show, which is. Uh, one of the last major story arcs is about a unreliable narrator. One of uh, the Clarice Lorenz's favorite uh, narrative. I do like flourishes. An unreliable narrator. So basically, there's a relationship in the show that is like sort of portrayed as very, um, uh, you know, innocence. One might say, and then at some point, the boys and the girls realize that one of their boys and one of their girls are leaving their bedrooms at 3 a.m. at the same time on the same nights. Turns out that this innocent relationship, people they've just been boning like twice a week. Also, it's an Ooh. 18-year-old and a 29-year-old. Ooh. Okay. I was just going to mention that the... I thought about mentioning like there's one 28-year-old, everyone else is like 23. No, it's, it's like not okay. <laughs> Yeesh. I thought you were going to say she was pregnant. And they're like, oh, you've been banging this whole time? No. That would have been great. But the unreliable narrator reveal is so meticulously done. And like, definitely even the producers didn't understand or know this was happening because they shut off the cameras at a certain time. Oh, it's oh, really really cool so where do they bang at 3 a.m do they go to the kitchen is it like a kitchen bang like uh, where, they, where are they banging definitely the pool i don't really remember oh you uh, just leave it up to the listeners to find out there there is however a dedicated japanese traditional room that is always sort of hinted at as being sort of a place where people bang Wait, oh, is a that traditional. Does, is that just like like in general? The, like if people refer to the traditional room, it's like, hey, want to go to the traditional room? I mean, it's like, hey, want to go bang? Uh, 
it's more uh, unclear. So I when that know. guy was asking that one girl in this show that we watched, yeah, if uh, what type of cooking she likes, and she says traditional. Was that code for no. what type no. of sex? Oh. No, specifically the Japanese traditional room with like the the bamboo mats and so stuff. So it wasn't like she was like, let's go to the traditional room. No. Uh, Made some traditional simmering dishes. Ooh. <laughs> I'm curious about this unreliable narrator since yeah. there is no narrator. Well, basically it's like, you know, you sort of have the way the world is presented to you through right. the show. Unreliable over, editor. Over the course of, you know, 10, 15 episodes, and then you realize that behind the scenes, more shit's going on, and nobody really pieced it together until well, a certain point. Just a lot of information not given to you. Like, mm-hmm. you, the only information you have is, like, the editors have cameras during the day. And if stuff happens at night, and during the day, they're like, oh, we're just, you know, holding hands. Right, no, they're literally, like, talking about Oh, he held my hand. Is he into me? And meanwhile, they're they're boning. That's great. It's insane. It's one of the craziest reality show. Uh, I mean, have you seen this thing called the challenge? I have seen the challenge, but yeah, uh, I, this still takes the cake for the craziest reveal I've ever seen. Also, there is a uh, a two episode arc called the meat incident. <laughs> Oh, oh no! It's not what you think it is. Uh, it uh, sounds like it shouldn't be on Japanese TV. It's not what you think it is. <laughs> what kind of meat is it? I mean, if you guys are curious, uh, the hairdresser is gifted like a three hundred dollars steak from one of his uh, hair- oh, you <laughs> hair styling. Um, it, what is a person who's getting a haircut named? A haircutty. Somebody's uh, getting their haircut. Uh, yeah, human. and they like run a wagyu beef farm, so they give him like a three hundred dollars steak, and he stores it in the fridge. And then like the other people in the house take it, and they're like, "Ooh, steak!" And then they grill it up, and he gets real mad at them for like two episodes. And he's like, "I'm leaving. I'm done with this shit." I totally would do that too. So they ate that guy's steak and didn't even give him some. Yeah, and it's like a three hundred dollars steak. Got to write your name on it, I guess. <laughs> you gotta, you'd be like, do not eat. Dead Real. dove, do not eat. No <laughs> respect in the terrace house. Nope. To be fair, there's only like five other people in the house. You could just be, tell everybody, like, oh, hey guys, like, guess what happened today? You know, I got this uh, crazy uh, wagyu uh, steak from uh, from this dude. Yeah. Maybe uh, you know, maybe we'll grill it up, or maybe I'm gonna eat it by myself tonight. But that's that's the meat incident. Meat incident. And it's like the good. episode is like meat and inc- meat incident part one. Oh, <laughs> oh, boy. it's so good. <laughs> All right, I think we gotta get to ratings. I think we killed this show to death. Yep. Harrison, give it to me. Uh, I think this is going to be a top third show for me. Oh, yeah! Like, um, like I think it's promising. Like, I'm, I'm definitely interested in watching, watching some more of it. Uh, well, I definitely like the first episode. It's yeah. good. What's your James rating? I'm just going to go top third. I don't think I need to get any more granular than that. You don't, don't got to force them. It's just, just it's I an just, optional. I just, I, I use the James scale when I need to. I, I prefer the James scale. That's all. Uh, Rob. I'm going to give this one a middle third because, like, the first episode, like, Max even said, like, the first episode's not the best. And maybe it's unfair, but, like, I feel like this is not the kind of show that I want to watch and not do anything else during. But it's got the subtitles. So you've you got to watch it. You've got to be committed of, like, I am watching 
30 minutes of Terrace House and not doing anything else. And I'm not sure I can make that kind of commitment. But I'm also like kind of intrigued to see more. James? Bomb third. Don't like it at all. Never going to watch it again. You got to give the James rating. It's an eight. The people on the show are interesting. It's the only thing that's good about it. The commentators are so bad that it keeps it from being anywhere higher. Uh, and subtitles aren't helping it. <laughs> we we knew from from the start. Like it wasn't looking good. The, the thing is, the show the show was interesting, and I was interested in the show for I don't know five ten minutes. But like after the second or third cut to the commentators, I just refused to read any more of the goddamn subtitles and this nonsense that they're talking about. Sure. And this is no, like I'm not I'm not dealing with it. You're entitled <laughs> to show, your opinion. Fuck goddamn subtitles and everything about it. <laughs> And fuck these goddamn commentators. I hate them so bad. They should all just burn. Hey, Netflix, oh. if you need somebody to dub the show, <laughs> you can reach us at Uvinson at gmail.com. Oh, it would be so great to MXC the show. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, yeah. Although, I got to yep. say, like, as much as I just said, I'm not sure I want to watch because of subtitles, I think dubbed it wouldn't be as good. Yeah, I oh, agree. No way. <laughs> That's I agree. why I was like, there's a reason why you don't dub yeah. this show. Yeah. I, I was okay during the part where it was just like the actual six people. Yeah. Like, that was fine. Everything else about the show was garbage. So you need the director's cut without the podcast. I uh, think that Netflix should add a skip commentators button like they have the skip intro button. Interesting. <laughs> oh, that's a good idea. All Chris, right. Chris, where are you? Request? You know, we watch a lot of crap on this show, so this is definitely top third like definitely intrigued it definitely feels like real versus a lot of everything else we watch and uh that intrigues me i'm on rob's thing here where, like i would watch more if this was dubbed in a second because like i could sit here and play a game listen to what's going on but like i gotta sit here and watch this like that's a lot of effort i gotta watch this TV <laughs> well it's just show. like i gotta put my full attention yeah. to this reality show is hard to give there aren't that many shows that you want to give your undivided attention to. Sure. Right. Yeah. So, like, I, I don't know what my James ranking of it would be. Uh, the middle of the top third. No, let's just go with that. It's not. A two. That's a two. It's Woo. a two. Woo, doggy. The deuce. The deuce. Uh, Max? Mine's a top of the top for A, I think it's a good show, and B, this is literally a true, real opinion I have started watching this show i believe november 12th four days after the election of donald j trump <laughs> it really helped me just tune the fuck out from all this shit that was going on in the world that's good like this has nothing to do with all that shit going on it's just like fucking well not yet japanese people maybe to maybe season two also i'm a little biased because i can like understand japanese and look at my phone while i'm listening to it right yeah. that would help a lot yes <laughs> yeah yeah I would definitely be more into the show if I could understand what was going on. One last thing that maybe only interests me, but I always hear when we say the name Terrorist House, <laughs> and it really yeah. kind of messes messes me up a little bit. That like, wait, no, it's not. It's not Terrorist House. Terrorist. <laughs> That'd be a terrorist. very different show. That it's, would it's be terrorist. an amazing show. <laughs> Why is it called Terrorist House? Uh, so the original. The original seasons before the Netflix seasons, like the show had a very prominent, the house had a very prominent terrace on it. Mm. Oh, uh, man. They still have a terrace in the Tokyo one, but less so. Cool. There you have it. Cool. Okay. Good Surprise. to know. All right. Uh, anyone got any updates? Um, 
Looking at you, Harrison, so, for this challenge update. Didn't watch the challenge this week. Because what, what do you mean you didn't watch the challenge? What do you mean you didn't watch the challenge I either? Mean, it's pretty early. Does anybody just want to watch it after? I this? might watch it tonight. Destiny Two came out last night, so I was playing that. You got us an update on that? Yeah, but while you uh, were in the it's queue, it's real good so far. <laughs> while you were in the queue, you could uh, put all it on. for 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 th- for all three minutes I was in the queue. Could have watched the right challenge. Now. What about last week's challenge? Because I don't think we got the last week's the challenge. I did watch. Oh no, I don't want it. Oh, what James, you can James do it. Get the spoilers. It. Oh, is James gonna leave the room. I, I can. Okay, while James is leaving the room, I can talk about my other update, which is that I watched a couple episodes of the Great Brit- British Baking Show. Oh, uh, the season we were watching before, and it's still pretty how's, good. How's Paul Hollywood? Paul Hollywood's great. That is for sure a show that you can have on in the background while you're working or doing something else, and it's pretty good. Um, I think that probably the best thing from the episodes that I saw is, do you remember like the kind of like old, like kind of older guy on there who was kind of, like seemed like you know kind of kind of like simple, but he was like you know really good at baking and people loved his stuff. Was he the really serious guy? Or? Yeah, the, yeah. Like, oh yeah, like yeah. Super I remember serious him guy. for sure. Yeah. Uh, so they had one challenge where I think the challenge was like to make like like a. Like a cracker or something like that, oh, and he a cracker. I don't know, dude. Like, here, here's multiple crackers. Here's the you know, you have here's to the problem with the cracker. British. Here's the problem with the British baking show is that they have different names for all this shit <laughs> than we have. So it's like biscuits and it's like Not a chips and it's all this nonsense. Like that show when they made cake. Like what's that? Yeah, like that show when they made cake. <laughs> so like, I think that there were. Yeah, I, I don't know. So they're making he's making something. I think it was like a little biscuit or cookie or cracker or something. And what he, the fuck is it? Why would you bake a cracker? That sounds garbage. Because like, as you saw the show, like the challenge is to make like a specific like type of items. Like in the but one that I, we I we saw it. was whatever. With, like a cracker you put in soup. Like what? What do you mean by cracker? It's just like a little biscuit. I don't Chris, know. When Paul Hollywood says you got to make a cracker, you don't question it. You make gotta a make that cracker. I don't even know how you'd make a cracker. You just like you put some flour and. Like so like, a bunch of people like made all, like made all these like pretty fancy crackers and then he's just like he's like yeah i don't know how i'm gonna do like mine's pretty simple this is just how i make it at home it's just got like butter and flour and like salt in it basically and then like he made it and like he won the thing because there's like these are the best biscuits we've ever had and like everybody else did all this fancy shit oh, didn't nice. win it so yeah it sounds pretty good sometimes you just gotta be the simple yeah so i think that show still it's shot really beautifully and it's great great backgrounder so I'm glad you brought up the Great British Baking Show. Okay. Because there is, there is news in the air about the Great British Baking Show. Oh, we've do not tell. discussed on the podcast. <laughs> I'm familiar with it, though. So there's actually like a bunch of stuff going on where it's changed channels. Like it was on the BBC and it got bought from some other channel. And both the hosts and Mary are out. Mary Berry. Mary Berry and the host stayed with the BBC. So... It's Paul Hollywood and a bunch of new people. Paul Hollywood's still holding it down, though. The Paul Hollywood, like the worst part of it. is Paul Hollywood an executive producer on the show? I'm guessing yes. Yes, <laughs> and so he followed the money to whatever other channel they're on. Okay, and the uh, they like put out like the first trailer, and they're trying to modernize the show a bit. And the true fans are not pleased at all. Then I don't think that they need to modernize it. I kind of like that the whole show is about them like baking these traditional British yeah, exactly. things. They're and... definitely like messing up the show. Oh no. And like one of the new hosts is like, I actually never even cook at all. I don't even like eating food or like, wow. I, like don't eat cake and stuff. And like, what? so there's a lot of, a lot of internet hate for this new season coming up and uh, they might've ruined the show. That's rough. Oh no. So, so what's Mary Berry up to? 
She's just doing. I think she's getting a new show on the BBC. Yeah, she's gonna pull a Simon and just yeah. gather and new show it. So we might need to revisit the Great British Baking Show at some point. Okay, to check I out mean, these, the these new things. Were definitely the worst part of that show. So like, I can't say getting rid of them is a bad idea, but to have a judge that does not like to eat food. <laughs> I think it's the judge. Like I think it's one of the new hosts. Okay. Okay. But instead of like trying to you know steal their food and stuff like that, I don't know what he's gonna be doing, but. How, how, the, how are the hosts in the, the, the next episodes? Did their did their British humor uh, they were, change at all? They were they fine. The they were fine. Like they're just kind of there. Yeah, I think that pointless. like the like the contestants are a lot more interesting than the hosts and the hosts are the judges. Yeah, for sure. I can't, I can't stand the hosts. Like, <laughs> dumb. Those really hosts bad. are worse than these hosts. The terrorist house show. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So now that James is not in the room, we can talk about last week's episode of The Challenge. Give it to us. And there's really only one thing that you need to know about last week's episode. You may have thought that Redemption House was done now that they brought everybody back whoa, into Redemption whoa, House. Whoa, whoa, I told you it wasn't done. But. I told the audience <laughs> and you it wasn't done. Redemption House is back. And I suggested this is what they should do. It's back, baby. It's back. So if you get kicked out of the show now, you're back in the new Redemption House. You're back in the new Redemption House. There's only one person in the new Redemption House. It's the same Redemption House. There's just no one in it. So everyone who didn't make it out of the Redemption House the first time Went got home. cut. They're actually home. But They're now not everyone still in the who Redemption gets House. cut goes back to Redemption House. Right. So is the guy who like had the panic attack in the Redemption House now? No, he li- he said that he didn't want to do it, so he like left. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's okay. out. So it's just one of the women are in the Redemption House yep. now. Okay. Yeah. Well, they this this episode ended on a challenge, so like Yeah, like yeah, this, yeah. The last two episodes, they went through the whole thing up until like half of a challenge was done. They they would do like like the girls elimination and then the episode would end, would end and then the first thing the next episode is the guys elimination. Well, last time it was guys, and then this time girls, it's yeah, and then this time it's girls, and then guys. Yeah. So, I now I'm just imagining they reveal Redemption House is back, and then just cuts to Harrison doing the commentary on the shows, being like, "Oh, Redemption House oh, is back, back." <laughs> I definitely should have. Been I will. That. I will admit, I was watching this by myself in my place, and I I just stood up and just started applauding just <laughs> in my living room. <laughs> just I, I couldn't. See, I, I couldn't help myself. I told you. <laughs> I literally. Said I know that on you this did. Podcast. It was a great idea. I'm not. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not giving you credit. I just don't think you should be that surprised. I, w- I, w- I was pretty surprised. I'm surprised. I'm. I was like, oh, I'm glad they did it. It was when I saw that that was going to happen. Super good. MTV, you know who to call. Get that panel. Oh yeah, get that panel. All right. Uh, I don't have any updates. Anyone else got any updates? Not really an update, but uh, I finally finished season four of Sherlock. So oh, you I'm, did! I'm nice. Caught up on Sherlock, only like eight months late. Nice, nice. I mean, I haven't fin- watched episode two and three of that. That's what I hadn't watched. Oh, you should have watched it together. I don't. I like. I mean, I like it. It just like I never think about putting it on. I actually forgot about it. So you mentioned it. So I thought the second episode was the best one of the season, but the other two people I asked said they thought the third one was the best episode. So. We all agreed the first one was not so mm-hmm. very dark season. I'm very not, dark uh, season. I like I liked more light, silly Sherlock than s- life and death serious Sherlock. Yeah, it I can mean, get pretty intense. The books aren't very light. There's a lot of death happening. No, no, not in the, the books. The the show is not exactly like the books. The no, I know. I'm just thing. saying, like the source material is not like a light and fluffy you know, sure. walk in the park. 
No, that's true. There's a lot of like death and like intrigue and stuff happening. So. Intrigue. No, for sure. But first season they didn't end on cliffhanger, so yeah. maybe maybe that was it. Yeah. Cumberbatch, you know, ain't cheap. Yeah, well, that's true. Um, I also started watching season three of Narcos, which I is watched the first five. Pretty great so far. Uh, it's not holding me as well as the really se- season one was so good. Are you saying they're missing Pablo? Pablo, yeah, I'm missing like a really good villain. There's no good villain. Like, there's like villains. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're in, like their arcs are like dumb. So just like I'm just like. Uh, <laughs> I'm only two episodes in, so been good so I, far. Uh, but yeah, it's good, but it's not like it's not Pablo Escobar. Narcos one and two were some of my favorite shows in the last few years. Like that, those are great shows. Also, there's something that happens, and I'm like, why did it, like there's like conflict between the good guys and like someone makes a move, screws Uh-oh. things up, and I'm like, was that a good idea? Was that a bad idea? And I mean, I have to keep watching to figure. Obviously, yeah, you know they're not around anymore. So eventually, it turns out okay. I don't really know. Like, I don't know the story. So like, it's nice that I don't. Right, right. But I I enjoyed the see. I'm enjoying it. It's just not as good. Should we should we invite James back? Probably. <laughs> uh, hey James. I knock, think he might be. The... I think he might be done. Yeah. I'll, I think I'll, I'll, okay. I'll, I'll see him. if he's coming back. Get him, Rob. All right. I don't uh, know if we. I don't know if we have anything else yeah, here. Uh, I mean, Destiny Two played a couple hours of that last night. It's pretty good. Destiny Two has some great writing. It has some lines like "This is your destiny." That was a pretty, pretty insane line. And humanity flourished until J- it did. James, do you like how Max <laughs> fixed the 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 screen? Okay. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Podcasties, don't Sorry, worry. Are we about still it. recording? What are we talking about? Yeah. We're talking, talking about, about Destiny. Destiny two. That's so, going pretty good so far. So, like, I mean, I didn't play Destiny one, but the story for Destiny two definitely, you know, a little generic so far. It's not I, like the first game. I'm really curious what the hell your impression of like what do you think's going on right now? It, so I watched the Destiny one like movie somebody made. Okay, so I have like some background on what the fuck happened, but like. It's still bananas and makes no sense. There was. All I feel like Destiny Two didn't start you out in a good spot. So, so like, what do you currently think is happening in the world? Oh boy! Well, <laughs> like, if you just had to do like, like, a, like so a minute or less, from like, what what's I happening right from now? The movie is like humanity was like you know thriving, and then some like darkness bullshit killed almost everyone, and then something came and saved them. That now is called the Light, mm-hmm. which is a terrible name. And yeah. n- and then now the light in the darkness. these other aliens are coming in and they stole the fucking thing that gave them the light. You're pretty you're pretty spot on. So the thing good. that you're talking about is the traveler, as they call it in the game. What, uh, whatever. Uh, and the cabal it's, it's is such the a aliens MacGuffin from Mars. No, no. Like I'm saying, like you're you actually. Pretty no, much I know have it's the called the traveler, but yeah. I, it's just like such a weird MacGuffin that I'm like. He refuses to acknowledge it by name. Wow. Well, I mean. It's just not significant that I couldn't tell you that off the top of my head. So mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but it seems like a generic sci-fi like, story. Th- there was there was basically no story in the first game, like very light story. And it seems like they're making an effort to tell more of a story in this one. We'll see whether or not it's a good story. But, but. The, so like the darkness in this movie in this game just doesn't exist. Like they're just like humanity was doing great, and then they weren't, and now there's this traveler thing. 
Oh yeah. Well, yeah. There was basically like the fall, essentially, of like the yeah. Golden but age the first game was all about like the darkness and stuff, right? Like, yeah. That, that, that was that, that was kind of like like their term for like evil coming in and so a like, bunch of bad people messing their stuff up. Would the aliens in this game be considered darkness? Yeah, I think that like the darkness brought in all these aliens that have been fucking all the stuff up. Is my like understanding of it? So because like, because like like this this traveler thing like the light like attracts all these things to it because they want to come and steal its power which they're doing right exactly I, just, I, I don't know i hope it gets but the story gets better like from the guys that made halo where halo the story is actually surprisingly def- good so like i definitely don't play that game for the story like it's got great gameplay uh the graphics are looking pretty good in this in this new version and yeah I mean, no no well yeah. i'll keep playing it We'll right. let you guys know. Cool. Look forward to playing it. Are you got any updates, James? We, we went through some updates. Uh, no, not really. Uh, some games. Destiny Two went to PAX last weekend. That was a good oh, time. Yeah, Check out some oh, new yeah. stuff. Went to PAX too. Uh, yeah, I think a, I think a good number of us uh, in the room went. Yep, I had fun. It was yeah, good. played some. It was uh, it was my first ever PAX. Uh, overall good. I don't know that I'm like really necessarily getting what all the hype is about to be honest with you slash the price tag or why it sells out immediately uh i think felt like an okay conference i think it's just stuff. like kind of like a celebration of gaming which doesn't happen the, so the like, atmosphere was very cool like, the people were cool but like the expo itself and things to go and do or see without waiting in long lines were very limited and so like if you didn't want to wait in several hour long line to play something, which I wasn't really like going with that intent to do because I had already heard about it, uh, there just was only really so much to do and see, and I felt like I saw the whole thing in a couple hours. So like you could see the main floor in a couple hours, mm-hmm. but like you could spend a whole week. Like if you travel to Seattle mm-hmm. for this thing, you can spend the whole weekend playing video games with like board games with random people. There's a whole console mm. area. There's all these arcade games like it's just like you and there's like a bunch of panels you can go to that are a lot of fun. Like like I went to like a bad apps panel that was like hilarious. It was really fun. Really enjoyed that. I would re- if you go to PAX, definitely recommend doing that. Got there it. was like some improv thing you could have went go and see like there was like a lot more like funny panels you could have gone to. The, and there's like other panels were kind of interesting. Yeah. But I think the appeal is just like. Hey, come hang out, like enjoy games with all these people that enjoy games. Yeah, it's like if you're into like gaming culture and like want to be around people who are similarly minded, I think it's I mean like it's prior to E three being open to the public this year, it's like one of the only like major gaming events in the US that's open to the public like that that you can just buy a ticket to. Right. right. So that's the other thing. It seems like if you really like board games, I feel like PAX is a great event. Because like you could just right. go rent out a board game and totally. play with random people, but you didn't need a ticket to do that. No, you need a ticket to rent the board game. Oh, I see. You can go into the convention center and play board games. Got it. If you didn't, have if a somebody's ticket. with you that has a right, ticket, right, right, right. That was kind of the confusing piece to me. Is it's like, oh, I got this ticket, but like I could just show up and play the board games anyways. Like, I just, yeah, it, you're it allowed kind of weird as a ticket holder. Center. Center. Right, you aren't allowed to get any games out without a ticket. Right. It just so, it just felt kind of odd. So but, like yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, I offered to get you guys to come on Sunday to play board games. Yeah. Max came, and he didn't have a ticket, but he could play with us because we bought we got yeah the board games out. Yeah, it it was more like I totally get the vibe and like the culture and like people are here and I get it, but it was just kind of like I don't like 
me living here maybe that was like a different vibe like me if i flew in or something but i also feel like i would have been pretty disappointed like if i'd flown in and was like oh like it's just that's it like i don't know i'm not trying to be a downer on it it's just kind of like i was kind of expecting like bigger more stuff more showy I, things i just don't know what you like do you want just a room full of like people playing a game that's coming out like next month like would you go play super mario odyssey if there's a whole room like, I think James would get it if he learned about the Omegathon. Let's not get into the Omegathon on the podcast. <laughs> Don't know what it is, but sure. I mean, I also only went to one panel, and it was like an okay panel. Yeah, uh, I mean, so, like the panels you know. aren't be all end all. Like, right. I was just saying that I went to one that was really funny, and I enjoyed yeah. it, and like that was worth it. But I agree. I had three take th- passes for three days this year, and I would, I would never do that again. I would probably just yeah. if I go again, it would be a day. Right, like it seemed like it was, it was like it's my vibe was like it was cool. I don't know that I would like go out of my way to really do it again. I feel like I really like to go check out the indie games. Mm-hmm. Like the developers are generally there. You generally get to play them if you want, right? And they're definitely very interesting and cool. Which, like, I don't have a lot of time. I don't like spend a lot of time yeah. playing indie games, even though you know I enjoy it. I probably should, uh, but that's what I like. That's what I really enjoy. Like, mm-hmm. I don't go to play. You know. Destiny 2 or right, Mario right. Odyssey. Like, I'm definitely not waiting any of those lines. Like, that's oh, for a sure. waste of time. Like, I guess for me, I it was like the in, thing like. Maybe I, it would yeah. be worth it because there's. You're like sure. you said, there's not a lot to do. So, like, right. you want to go and play Doom VR. Right. Like, if you're here for three days and, like, you're like, sure, I'll wait in a two hour line because whatever. Right. Like, you I show up it. at, like, 9 a.m. to be the first one in line to play, like, Doom VR. Right. Sure. I mean, there was definitely a bunch of stuff I didn't get to do because mostly I just wasn't willing to wait in line. So, like, I didn't do any of the VR, like, any of the crazy long line stuff. Uh, but I also didn't really get to, like, discover. Like, I didn't really discover any games, which was, I guess was my letdown. Yeah, Maybe I, I just think went you about guys it the didn't wrong way. spend a lot of time on really? the indie section of the floor. Like, if you yeah. walk around, like, more of the indie spots, I feel like there's definitely, there's games for everyone. Yeah. Like, there was definitely really bullet hell games. There was, like, really, like, RPG, like... Uh, strategy games. There's like whole slew of games that you could have like that you walk through. Yeah. But there's like they're not huge booths. So you actually have to sit and look and watch and actually try to figure out what the game is. Right. Versus like just you know, just casually walking around. Right. I feel like I was kind of casually walking. It wasn't a great experience doing that because like it's like oh what's that? I don't know. I, Where everyone's I, still walking. So it definitely felt like it. so we're getting a little personal on this. But like Saturday, I hung out with you guys. And we played some games, but like when we're on the floor, like it's not how I do the floor. Yeah. So I went on Sunday, did my thing where like I sit and I like watch the indie game and I'm like, okay, does it seem interesting? Let me, let me, let me sick. Like if it's available to play, I play it. Right. Right. So like, it's definitely different as a group. So yeah, for sure. If you go next year, I would suggest like spend an hour or two yourself Mm -hmm. on the floor. Just like like, a good thing. Yeah checking out what you think is cool mm-hmm. i don't think the floor is like a great group experience unless you go and play like the four-player co-op games that's really fun to play with a group but other than that it's just like oh these people are walking i want to stay with them but i kind of want to check out this game and it's just like mm-hmm. you get into that weird experience it, it was really cool to like see the event and just the like number of people that were just really genuinely excited to be there uh, the costume, like dress up and stuff, was pretty cool. Like it was really cool just seeing the vibe. So like that was all really cool. And you guys definitely went on like the worst day. Saturday is like the busiest day by far. Oh, for sure. Yeah. So like I went on Sunday and I was like, yeah, it's probably still gonna be busy. Wasn't busy. Oh really? There was like yeah. half the amount of people on the floor. 
Yeah. So like you can play almost. You mean you can't play the big games, but you can play like any indie game was way more accessible. Like could have walked down the line and played everyone. <laughs> Like gotcha. with waiting like five minutes, maybe. Cool. When do the next packs tickets go on sale? <laughs> so it's, it's just like, like some random day, some random time, and it's like, like some May. dude just tweets out. It's like, hey, put the site up. I don't know. <laughs> like it's, it's like literally that. And it's just like if you're not on the internet, you you're out. Like yeah. you're not getting it. You have like this year. I think you had like an hour and maybe a little more because they didn't sell four day passes, so mm-hmm. a little easier to get tickets. And like Monday, I was like. Hey, man, I could give these to anyone because I didn't want to go. Mm-hmm. just wanted to not do anything. Yep. So uh, I think that brings us to the end here. End. I, I, I mean, I would recommend PAX, but I don't know, as James, it's not generally worth it to travel to. Yeah. Unless I mean, you're, like, yeah. only a couple hours away, like, get a hotel room, like. Come visit your night. friends and go for a day. Yeah. I mean, it's like maybe go camping. You know, hey, like if it, <laughs> it's like, hey, like if, if if you're looking to meet up with a bunch of video game friends that you met playing online or something, like it's great meal That's, spot for that kind be of a stuff. Great, and like, yeah, if you're you like know. having a guild or a clan meetup, that would be a totally. great spot to do it. Yeah, for sure. Because you know, I I don't know what the hotel prices would be around then, but like, it's definitely a great place to just hang out and play games. Absolutely. There's there's like a land party too, so like that might be something you could look into. I've never done it. Yeah. Um, anyway, uh, you can find us on Twitter at Who Put This On. You can find us on Facebook.com slash Who Put This On. Email us questions at Who Put This On at gmail.com. Uh, please give us a rating on iTunes. It really helps. And uh, we'll see you guys next time. Peace. Bye.